Welcome to the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast. I'm Pierce Dietrich. You can follow me on Twitter at RaceFifthPrize. Yes, I'm back. Never really left. I was still writing articles. I just wasn't doing the spreadsheet because I couldn't really keep up with the spreadsheet. I couldn't really keep up with the business. I couldn't keep up with the scraping all by myself. And, you know, I had done it in previous years, but over the last year, I had several full-time jobs. And so I needed some help. I just couldn't do it all by myself. And so I had to stop. But things have changed. I'm now in a position where I really only work one full-time job. So I can do it. Now, I did consider maybe just releasing a video explaining how to scrape, releasing videos on how to aggregate and curate data. But there's problems with that. And I've faced this before. I wanted to do this in the past to help you out and give you the tools for free. But one, it's not that easy to figure out. Two, even if I did make a video that was really good at explaining it, would you really get it? Three, would you then follow through and commit every week, five hours on the weekends to scrape and update data, another five hours at least to update the data from the given week? We're talking 10 to 15 hours every single week. We all know what the answer is. I knew what the answer was last year and the year before that. That's why I always end up just doing it myself. I will help you. I will get the data to you. And in return, I just ask for a little bit of scratch to help me and my family. The wife wants to remodel the kitchen. Inflation prices are insanely high. My son, he doesn't need any more toys, so don't worry about him. But the wife needs a new toy and, and, and the kitchen being remodeled and Food prices, jeez, I eat eat one meal a day and I can barely afford to survive. I don't know how anyone is doing it. So if you could send a little bit of money my way, I'll send the spreadsheet your way. It's it's not easy, but updating the historical trends in the current form and staying on the pulse, not that difficult. But sometimes there will be challenges with practice data. You know this. You've been with me for almost a decade now. Sometimes it's going to be issues internally with NASCAR, and there's nothing we can do about it. Sometimes I'm going to have things going on or have issues even on my own end, and I might miss some data. So the data is never going to be perfect. But you know from my past history that I'm going to try to do my best to deliver service. I don't ask for a lot of money. I'm not going to get rich. Might not even break even at times, and sometimes, most of the time, I'm going to be working for below minimum wage. But I want to help you out. It's not a pity party. I'm not complaining. I know what I'm getting myself into. I've done this before, but this is a pretty good situation this year. I'm in a pretty good space that things should be fine. Forget about past challenges. I'm here now. Things are going to work out. We will grind through this together. I will grind through it with your support and i appreciate your support and it's just a simple 2019 package remember when i had my son he was what three months old and it was basically diaper expenses daycare expenses that's what you were contributing to it was just me rocking and rolling releasing pod after pod sheet after sheet scraping my mind away helping you so but you were helping me too You kept me company during those crazy baby times, and you helped pay some of the bills, and I really appreciate that. And so we will return to that model. Throw me some money for the month, I'll give you the sheets for a month. You want them for a week, throw me some money, 
I give them to you for a weekend. That's how it'll work. That's how we'll roll. No commitments. None of this other stuff. I'll try to do shows when I can. I'll try to do picks shows when I can. Those are all free. And those are all big-time advertisements for the Fantasy NASCAR spreadsheet you can see on the screen. And, you know, when I'm free in the mornings and I'm in the dungeon on the treadmill like I am right now, I'll crack out some pods. We'll talk some NASCAR. We'll try to entertain ourselves and have a good time. But I need you to support me and send me PayPal, Venmo, Cash App so I can add you to the spreadsheets. You can also share this with friends and get more people. If I can get just... A decent chunk of followers to throw in a decent little amount every month, then everything will be hunky dory and the world will be fine. We've got a bunch of races. February is a jam packed month. You got the Clash, you got the Duels, you got Daytona's three races, you got Atlanta's three races, you got Las Vegas's three races. It's a ton of, it's almost like a lot of borderline plate. Obviously, Daytona is plate racing. Atlanta is. For the most part, plate racing. You can argue all day about it, um, where it falls on the spectrum of plate racing and intermediate track racing. How that has become a thing uh, is beyond me, but it is a thing because it's not as binary or black and white anymore. Atlanta has kind of changed the game, but I would imagine and suspect as the teams become more familiar with Atlanta and the track ages, maybe a little that changes things, but I would just Imagine as they get more data and become more familiar, and as the drivers become more familiar, it will become more of a restrictor plate type of race, drafting race, pack racing race, and you'll get more volatility as drivers become a little bit more comfortable, as drivers become a little bit more familiar. And then you also have to throw in the fact that where Atlanta falls in the schedule, you put Atlanta race two of the season where drivers are much more aggressive and we've seen in Daytona. You can completely change your season. And then look at rookie Stenhouse Jr. By winning the Daytona 500, he was playing with house money. He had, you know, the cash in his pockets. He was not necessarily able to be super aggressive for the rest of the season. But he had in it, and they have pretty decent sponsorship running at JTG Daughtery. But it put the team in an incredibly safe spot for the rest of the season. If you can win early, your season is secure. You're not getting kicked out of the ride. If you can win early, a lot of things are going to go well. And it's just going to make your life easier when you're trying to get sponsors for 2025. So you look at JTG Daughtery, which has that big Kroger sponsorship. They didn't really need to win the Daytona 500. But they did need to win the Daytona 500 for their 2024 ads. And so you win that race. You've got that in your back pocket. It makes your life much easier going with your future plans. It makes all the season easier. You're not scraping to get by. So a lot of these mid to lower, lower drivers, they go balls out on that Daytona 500 race. How do you think they're going to approach week two at another borderline restrictor plate race. Maybe in August or uh, June, July, when they're running the Atlanta race, now you're going to have a cooler track. You're going to have much more grip. It's going to lend itself to much more pack racing in Atlanta in February. And you have drivers that are going to be much more aggressive, knowing if I can just win this one race, and this is one of my best shots at winning a race all season, not only can I get locked into the playoffs, it's just something that I can shop around for my career, 
and for my team. All of it just lends itself to Atlanta being much more aggressive. Oh, man, we are already talking NASCAR. I was really just going to talk about packages for this year, but we're talking some NASCAR. This is great. It's good to be back. I got to dig more into some things and look up some you know, rules changes. I'll talk about those here in a second. But on the screen, you can see that we get the Clash, Daytona, Atlanta, Vegas, all just around the corner. You can see the price. I think generally back in 2019, I was charging 30 bucks for a month. Sometimes I charge more when there's a bunch of races, and there's quite a, a significant amount of races this month, but I really didn't want to jack the price up for the first month, even though like, this is not adjusted for inflation either. These are pre-COVID prices. But uh, I just figured this was a fair, good start to get people back on board. 30 for the month. Maybe you just want to buy for a weekend. There are the prices, $12 for an individual weekend. That's three races this weekend. And $5 for the clash. This this will all vary. It's all dependent on the schedule. It all depends on how I feel. It depends on how the sales are going. And as always, you can send more if you would like to race for the prize. 06 at gmail.com on PayPal or race for the prize on Venmo. And I think it's also race for the prize on Cash App. I got to find those links again. Um, you know, if you want to give tips, donations, just be a nice guy. It's always welcome. If you cannot, it is not a big problem whatsoever. I always appreciate when I have received those in the past. So let's talk real quickly since we are here in the dungeon. It's actually not much of a dungeon anymore. I uh, Last summer, I wouldn't say remodeled it, but I cleaned it out, got rid of junk, you know, the typical basement clean out, and then painted everything. It's a much more appealing spot. It's a place where you would feel comfortable hanging out if you're a dude. Um, wives, probably not. It's not that clean. It's not that special. But for wives, they would feel much more comfortable doing laundry. Much more pleasant experience. So that was good. I'm really happy about that. It's exciting. So the dungeon's not so much of a dungeon as it is like a uh, staging staging place. It's not a jail cell, but it's just kind of like four white walls. You know, not quite free, not quite a torture spot, not a dungeon, there's no chains on the walls. Uh, it's just like, you know, a staging room. Like maybe this is where they take you before they take you to the dungeon. So maybe by the end of this summer, it'll be uh, like a, uh, I don't know. it's definitely never going to be carpeted or uh, completely closed off. Not in this old house. It's not going to be a living garage basement. Anyway, talk about NASCAR. We don't want to hear about your basement. Got it. I said I wasn't going to do that stupid stuff on this podcast this year. I told myself, don't annoy people with stupid conversations on the podcast. Just stick to NASCAR. Here it is. So we've got new Toyotas and new Fords. We'll see how those bodies affect the racing. Too early to tell. And it's going to depend on what package they're in. We shall see. No reason really to. I mean, if you want to try to live the you know, hedge life and think that you got an edge because you know that the Chevys will be much better because they just know their Chevys that I don't mind you leaning that direction. 
and it does make sense, Toyota is going to come into this season with a little bit of uncertainty. Same thing with Ford. Chevy is not going to have to worry about that stuff. They already got their notes on their body. They can move on to other things. Maybe it lets them get ahead. We don't know. Speaking of the aero changes, they've got new contoured bodies, scalloped hoods. You'll see. You see the pictures. It is striking. It is distinct. And again, we don't know how that necessarily is going to play out. I suppose that NASCAR has a decent idea at the intermediate tracks, maybe at the road courses. But where they don't know what's going to happen for sure is at the short tracks in the newly designed package. And I say that because it's not till late February that they do their last wind tunnel test, which to me seems like a bit of a problem. The season will have already begun and they are still not finalizing issues with wind tunnel testing, which, you know, that's kind of a priority since we are talking about aerodynamics. But I'm not here to get down NASCAR or smash or be a little NASCAR. It's early in the season. This is a time to be optimistic. Hope springs eternal. We should just be rooting for good things. But it is a bit of a concern that that wind tunnel testing hasn't taken place. And then I might even be jumping to conclusions thinking that, oh, yeah, the things going to be fine in intermediate tracks, too. When we really generally just don't know what's going to happen with the body changes and on top of the body changes at the short tracks, the real spoiler was going from two inches to three inches. They did that to add a little bit of downforce because they revamped the rear diffuser by taking away some of the stakes on the bottom. We have one test of Phoenix. It generally went pretty well, despite the test earlier that year at Richmond not going well. But apparently the Phoenix one was better. The drivers were happier about being able to slide the car a little bit. We shall see. They didn't really take much downforce away. We know we didn't get much horsepower. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm obviously not Dr. Jacuzzi, which I have a hard time putting full faith and trust behind the NASCAR doctor, lead engineer, whose name is Dr. Jacuzzi. And his hair looks like a guy named Dr. Jacuzzi. But said Dr. Jacuzzi, it's pretty happy with the test. I don't know. Let's be positive. Let's hope that it works out. The short track racing was absolutely a problem last season. Hopefully we can fix that. We're talking mainly short flat tracks. Bristol and Dover are not going to implement those. Dover's not even a short track, you idiot. I know. I hear you. But the short flat tracks, one mile-ish, are going to implement this package. Is it a step forward? I don't know. But we do know it's another change. And every time there's a change, teams have to adapt. Sometimes it requires different parts. And again, they haven't even done the wind tunnel test yet, uh, which means teams are going to scramble, which means usually when teams are scrambling, parts aren't available. Although I think most parts will be available. There's not going to be any significant changes, but teams are going to have to adapt to the data that they receive and make changes. And whenever we have teams scrambling, it generally doesn't produce the best racing. We've seen that over the last couple of years. When we have teams scrambling, Regardless of if they get the setups right, stuff gets missed. Boxes don't get checked. You have limited practice time. We usually end up with a bunch of failures of one sort or another because teams just didn't know what they didn't know. And this could be a little bit of a redo of what we saw in 2022 when the new package was kind of rushed out pretty quickly. I hope not. We shall see. 
but that is definitely something you're going to have to be aware of and think about. Generally, overall, with NASCAR doing these changes year after year after year, it's not necessarily a good thing. We, I, and I understand you have to make changes when the product is falling apart, but a lot of times the reason why your product is falling apart is because you're making too many changes. You had a very good short package several years ago, and you got rid of it because you took the horsepower out. It's pretty simple. What happened? We know what you're not going to do, though. It's put horsepower back in. Either way, new spoiler. New diffuser. We'll see how it's going to play out the short flat tracks. One of the real positives that I don't have to spin or just be hopelessly optimistic about is what they're saying about the new tire compounds. Goodyear believes, now Goodyear, boy, if we trusted all the promises that Goodyear's made in the past, we would be fools. And I'm probably a fool for believing it again because this does seem too good to be true. But what Goodyear believes with the new tire compound is that there's going to be good fall off, but also it's going to be very soft and very grippy at the beginning of a run. And that's ideal, perfect scenario tire. Tire fall off, which lends itself to drivers that can maintain tires, and you're going to see some real racing late in runs. But also, it gives a huge advantage to people that want to take fresh tires versus the guys that stay out and have track position if these cars are really fast in short run. I mean, that's what we want, short run, speed, and then maintain your tire wear on the long run. We don't want a tire that's fast all the way through. We want a tire that really can launch and then a tire that falls off. That would be perfect, that would be great. We'll see how that goes. We got some new tracks on the course this season. I'm not really gonna get into the schedule. We'll worry about the schedule when we get to a given week. I think that's going to do it here for the Fantasy NASCAR podcast. If you go to racefortheprize.com, that's where you're going to find all the information that you need. You can follow me on Twitter at Race for the Prize. There's the YouTube. There's the podcast online. You know how to follow stuff, like stuff, subscribe to stuff, share stuff. All of those things help. Please like videos. Please like videos. Subscribe to the videos. Share the videos. Send me money through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. I'll add you to these spreadsheets when they get developed. It'll take me a couple days to get things rolling, but I'm working on it now. Probably talk some Clash podcasts later this week. I want to put in a little bit more research and work, and then, of course, we'll roll out the classic Daytona podcast. You know how those go. I can do those blindfolded at the moment. It might be a little bit harder on the treadmill to do it, but I could do it. Guarantee I could do it. Blindfolded, walking backwards. Not a problem doing Daytona, but I want to put a little more information into the LA Clash notes, watch a couple of those races again, go through some of the data again before I start taking some stands on the Clash picks. Once again, the Fantasy NASCAR podcast is back. The Fantasy NASCAR spreadsheet is mainly back because the podcast is just a big ad for the spreadsheet, which is just another way to ask you to help pay for the kitchen cabinets, to help you pay for the meat and vegetables that I buy. That's pretty much it. And I thank you for it. I hope we have a great season. I look forward to it. Rock and roll. Trip Lights fantastic for the old school folks.